0: Your host and the Consumer Quarterback,
1: Brandon Rimes. And yes, welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. And we've got a great lineup for you today. We're going to talk about cryptocurrency, a lot of stuff happening in crypto uh, with Jackson Shimbakar on the second half of the show. The Crypto Kid, he's an author, uh, wrote a book called The Crypto Kid got Diane Vance as well. Diane Vance is our mortgage expert contributor, Fairway Independent Mortgage. Going to talk about some different options uh, to uh, kind of combat some of the different changes that we've seen happening uh, in the uh, real estate and mortgage world and also a feel good story of the day. Local activist gives away free gas uh, right here out of Tampa, Florida. So we'll talk about a local poet uh, making an impact uh, in the community. Uh, Before we do, we want to let you know about a couple of our hot listings that we've got here in Tampa Bay. Uh, We got 14663 Village Glen Drive in Carrollwood. This is a Tampa property and it's a great opportunity. Beautiful property. It's a pool home uh, right there in uh, Tampa, Hillsborough County. 14663 Village Glen Drive is a gorgeous home right here uh, in the beautiful tampa bay area uh, we've also got another property uh, at 2803 safe harbor drive in tampa uh, this is a million dollar listing of ours at 2803 safe harbor drive gated community executive style home 5200 Plus square feet, and it's a gorgeous home that has an elevator, a beautiful spiral staircase up to the second floor, very elegant uh, staircase. Uh, fifty two hundred fifty three square feet, five bathrooms. Uh, we've got gorgeous estate style home, estates at White Tr- uh, White Trout Lake in Carrollwood. Uh, spiral staircase, second floor, master suite, granite, large master suite granite countertops, new appliances, got a heated pool and spa, and a large fenced-in corner lot. Gorgeous property right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. This
0: is God's country.
1: All right, we're going right to the uh, phone lines here. we got Diane Vance uh, representing Fairway Independent Mortgage. And Diane, I just – I was – Looking on TV the other day, I was checking out one of my uh, news programs I watch, and it showed a ticker at the bottom. It said 50 year mortgages uh, coming back to, I forgot if it was what specific uh, country it was, but I believe it was over in Europe.
2: It's probably maybe Germany or Sweden or someplace. It's really funny because I went over. Um, about well, right before COVID, we went to Austria, and um, Austria is very interesting. When you sell a property, um, they they do it totally different. Like you have to pay the taxes not only on the on the sale, but you also have to pay some other taxes. So it's really not worth it to actually sell a property. Almost when I hand it down to your family members, so it's so a lot of these countries have different programs. Um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are not. Um, looking at even 40-year mortgages, um, we've talked about that. Now, who knows in the future, you know, it just depends on affordability. Interest rates are still very good. They're actually settling down. They kind of went crazy this year. Not really crazy because, you know, my first house was like eight and a half, eight and three quarters, I think is what it was. And I got excited when, you know, I, I started in the business with 11%. So, you know, we always got excited when it went down to 10, nine, eight, you know, back <laughs> <Yeah>. up. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny how, you know, it, uh, mortgage interest rates ebbs and flow based on the inflation and what's happening right now is um you know the gdp was you know not great and so you know um you know it's signs of a recession i don't know that we're actually in a recession i don't know that that actually anybody has announced that we're in a recession but that kind of settles the industry down because they're trying to control inflation right so that's that's exactly what 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 and actually the Uh, We actually had an inverted yield curve uh, this past week with the 10-year and the 5-year, which is not good. So that means interest rates will actually drop a little bit. So they've actually settled down a lot. They're actually a little lower than they were when they actually, you know, when inflation was really, really going. It's still there, but it it seems like we're doing things to actually slow it down. So it is slowing down as far as as interest rates go. But as far as a 50-year mortgage, if they do do that it would have to be i mean you know some of these countries only do adjustable rates that are you know monthly or six months or something like that so you know they could do it in the u.s i don't know um it just depends on what the future holds but right now um matter of fact there was i belong online to a it's called mlo network and it actually is as a matter of fact, somebody mentioned, "Hey, have you heard about a 40-year mortgage?" And and um, you know, so there's some ch- chat about it. It's probably something to do with a 50-year mortgage. But man, I'd hate to have my I hate to see the interest you pay over 50 years. But right, uh, the <laughs> affordability
1: be, is killing people, though.
2: It it is. The affordability is very hard. So uh, you and I, Brandon, we're talking about you know some sellers. You know, if they want to you know, because, you know, the market is changing. It's still a seller's market. There's still not enough houses on the market. uh, And that's in Florida. I don't know that's the way it is the rest of the country, but in Florida, you know, we still have people moving here. It's still, you know, still a seller's market. But if a seller wants to sell their house, instead of lowering a price, let's say, you know, it's on the market longer than they want, um, instead of lowering the price, they could offer to, to pay what is called a pay for a 2-1 buy down. Basically, I'll give you an example. Not that these are current interest rates, but let's say they're uh, it depends on credit scores for your industry. So let's say it's a five and a half percent. That means that your first year you'd be paying three and a half percent. The second year you'd be paying four and a half percent. And then your, your mortgage actually would be five and a half percent. And you can actually pay that. The seller can actually, actually the buyer can pay that too, but you can actually prepay that or the seller can actually pay that. So instead of reducing a sales price, I would suggest that the seller do that because that's going to be more of a incentive for buyers to come in Um I don't know that needs to be done yet, but uh, we are seeing some changes. So so as the market changes a bit, um, then that's just another strategy that people can have. Um, It's a it's a very popular program. Um, you know, we say they still qualify, you know, at the higher interest rate, of course, but it gives them a couple years for a leeway. Um, so that's just an example of how it works. You could also do a one-one buy down. So it's just to give them that first year, you know, a little, little cushion.
1: Yeah, that's a good opportunity for uh, folks to be able to, you know, utilize, uh, you know, a lot of times you can, depending on how you structure the deal. I mean, and there's also seller-to-seller concessions, there's real estate. Uh, Realtor can give concessions, can help, you know, maybe contribute to some of that. Uh, We're talking with Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage. Check her out online, DianeVance.com, active on social media as well, and uh, representing Fairway Independent Mortgage. Now, Diane, we've spoke before in previous shows about your cash guarantee program. Is that
2: still going strong? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, basically what happens is, is um, for conventional up to a million dollars, but uh, it's con- it's for conventional FHA VA loans, um, actually VA loans up to a million dollars, but um, other loans are up to 647200 for conventional and FHA is 430280 something like that. <laughs> it's like, some odd number. Anyways, so um, you can actually uh, get, you get pre-approved with us and We get everything done. It goes through underwriting. We send off for a cash guarantee. Um, It's an additional, it's a form that's filled out. It's actually part of the contract that goes to the listing agent. And we guarantee that that house closes on time or we will buy their house. Or give them $10,000. So let's say the buyer loses his job, which, you know, in this w- world right now, it could happen, right? Um, let's say he works for a mortgage company and he loses a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just a little bit of a joke there. Only because there's <laughs> a couple mortgage companies today that uh, that are not making it. But um, <clears throat> they were announced today in, the, in, the, in some news. But um, so they could actually uh, – or let's say they – you know, go out and buy a car, even though we tell them not to buy a car. Mm -hmm. Let's say they do that and, and they can't qualify anymore. So we give that offer to the seller so that they are guaranteed that we will close them on time. Yeah. But it's very important that the buyer gets approved because we only give the guarantee if they're fully approved upfront, which is, I don't give an approval and even a pre-approval until I have all their documents. Um, but you know, they can't really be They can't really be waiting on a house to sell unless they actually have a, uh, you know, unless they actually have that probably won't work because if they're needing the money for the sale, that's not something that would would uh, most likely be a guarantee. But everything else would be. But if they're going to get gift funds, you know, people are always confused about what funds they can use, and I always go over. They can get gift funds from family members. They can borrow from their four hundred one k. They can use an IRA. They can use, uh, you know, checking. They can actually borrow against the car they just can't go out and do a personal loan to purchase a home so so all those things go into the the actual approval and then we go ahead and our legal department does the cash guarantee contract we send it to the agent and it's done Yeah,
1: that's awesome. I love that program. And then uh, we were also talking about down payment assistance programs. That's, you know, that's something that people sometimes forget about, or they just think, oh, well, I won't qualify. I know there, there are some, some programs that are a little bit more aggressive, uh, it seems to me, than they used to be.
2: Oh yeah. So we have the Homes for Heroes that Fairways participates in, and it's, it's 5% of the loan amount up to $25,000 is what um, there's, there's, I mean, there's a whole list of you know, folks that qualify—veterans, medical workers, um, teachers. I mean, there's a, there's so many people that qualify that I almost have to look at the list every time. But there's like I don't know, probably 30 different jobs that are on there. We've actually had a lot of calls about that, so that's a great program to you know get people into um, the nice thing, into a home. The nice thing is is it does it used to, usually the down payment assistance programs has a cap. Um, this one goes up to 647200 The income limit for Pinellas County is $123,000 and some odd change. But um, So it, it really is a program that a lot of people can qualify for. So police officers, firefighters, medical workers, you don't have to be a doctor. You're, you can be a nurse. You can, be, uh, you can work at a doctor's office. So you can do all those things. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different programs out there right now. And that is probably my favorite as far as assistance right now. Homes for Heroes? Yep, Homes for Heroes. And it's through the state of Florida. Now they set the interest rate, um, they set the parameters. So there's not a lot of leeway there, um, but that's called Homes for Heroes.
1: Yeah, I like it. That's good stuff. Down payment assistance programs available Mm -hmm. out there. DianeVance.com, Fairway Independent Mortgage, and the uh, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty can definitely help you with that. Getting into a home, uh, offering discounts as well for veterans, first responders, teachers, nurses, seniors. Uh, We help uh, in any way we can here in the local community. That's why we set this show up uh, to be that local community expert in that local area. Uh, Contributor uh, is Diane Vance here for all things finance, mortgage, uh, real estate right here in Tampa Bay. Uh, taking a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to Diane about uh, the investor market and the renter market because those are two uh, very uh, you know kind of counterintuitive when you think about the way they add up. But renters are overpaying right now. We want to help them. Uh, reach out to the show Hotline. Anything you hear on the show, we'd love to put you in touch with our expert contributors or uh, attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, all types of great uh, folks that we can put you in touch with here in the local community. 813-917-1894. Just call or text the hotline, 813 917 917 1894 Back in a minute with Diane Vance Fairway Independent Mortgage.
2: Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. Please make sure to send him all of your real estate deals and subscribe to the Consumer Quarterback Show podcast on iTunes and Spotify or check out our YouTube channel. Have a blessed day.
0: To get in touch with Brandon, call 813 917 1894 online at consumerqb.com. you're listening to the consumer quarterback brandon Rimes, online at consumerqb.com brandon is tampa bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice Call Brandon today at
1: 813-917-1894. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, always helping you win in your real estate deals when you're buying, selling, or investing. Work with the top 100-ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay. $2.1 billion in sales out of our three offices last year, and we'd love to help you win. Now, what we do is we feature our real estate listings live on air to help our sellers profit more and sell faster, get you that maximum exposure leading to maximum profit. Uh, 1605 South Georgia Avenue. Avenue, another hot listing in South Tampa. This one is at the kind of the corner of Hyde Park and Palmacea right where they uh, kind of come together. There, Georgia Avenue, beautiful property, almost fifteen hundred square feet, three bedrooms, two bath, renovated, uh, beautiful home right here in Hyde Park. Uh, Plant High School District, people love that high school district. Uh, stainless steel appliances, granite countertops, walking distance to Bayshore Boulevard, uh, South Howard Avenue restaurant district as well. Granite countertops, gorgeous property at sixteen oh five south georgia avenue uh, check out platinum MVP uh, for all of our real estate listings i've got a commercial listing at 507 south Pros- uh, prospect avenue south prospect avenue in clearwater this one is right off of gulf to bay 2600 plus square feet 12 rooms two bathrooms two-story Office building, rental opportunity, commercial building close to downtown, close to the beaches. 10 minutes from Clearwater Beach, new roof, AC, uh, 507 South Prospect Avenue, one of our hot commercial real estate listings. Currently operating as an attorney's office, uh, but it could be, of course, anything that you want uh, right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. See all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. And you can also buy dirt. we got a dozen or so vacant land listings uh, here in Tampa Bay. We got went under contract on our $4.5 million listing over at I-75 and Fowler Avenue over there. They're going to build, uh, looking to build uh, 240 apartment complexes close to USF. So uh, good stuff happening around the Consumer Quarterback Show team. And we've got Diane Vance here on the program. Diane is a wealth of information around uh, the real estate and mortgage side, more on the finance side, Fairway Independent Mortgage. She's a regional manager. And uh, we kind of tease the investor side and also i wanted to talk to those renters out there diane
2: Oh, yeah, the renters. As a matter of fact, I just talked to a customer today that has been renting for, I don't know, four or five years at this house. And she just got a call today and said, hey, my landlord has decided they're going to sell their house. I have to do something. I'm panicking. Uh-oh. Anyways, and then then she, as she's looking around, she's seeing how much more rent is. And I had a call yesterday from somebody that said their rent was going up $400 a month. And yep. that's a lot of rent. And when, when these people tell me what they're paying, you can buy a place for that. Yeah. I mean, it, it should be pretty close to what you're paying in rent, not maybe a hundred bucks more or something like that. Maybe you just don't go out to dinner two times a month or something like that. But, you know, you have your own place, you're building your own wealth because rents, you know, the landlord, you know, landlords, of course, they're smart because they're they're renting the houses, but they're going with the market rate is what they're doing. And, and people also, we have a shortage of rental property. In the in the area as well as houses, so it's not you know we have a lot of people moving to Florida, and so they have a lot of opportunity. Landlords have a lot of opportunities, so you know it's you know I mean you know if if I was a landlord and you know and the rest of the market is going up, guess what? It's your natural thing that you want to go ahead and increase your rents too.
1: And rents are (laughs) sticky. Once they go up, they're not coming
2: down. No. Hmm. Yeah. No, you don't see that. <laughs> yep. Not typically. You do not see rents. And, and no, you don't really see rents going down. But I had a lady today that I talked to. She was paying like $2,200 a month. I'm like, are you kidding? You need to do something. She's like, I know. <laughs> anyway, yep. so, so, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely very expensive. I read somewhere that Tampa is in the, or Tampa Bay is in the, I want to say the top, 10 mm-hmm. uh rental markets in the country as far as rent increases yes so, I saw that too uh-huh. um, you know for a long time we were we were probably under the national market now we're catching up so i mean it's just not here it's all over but i mean there's a lot of places that it's very expensive yeah. so Miami you, you
0: know yep, expensive yep. People, down there.
2: Yep, yeah, people need to really think about hey, can I, can I, uh, you know, come up with a few thousand dollars, you know, or so I also, so I was talking to the person today, she's she going to do the Homes for Hero program. And, and I told her, I said, well, what you have to remember is that. You probably pay the deposit and when you close, let's say you close in August, your first payment isn't due to October first. So you don't have to pay rent on September first and you don't have to pay your mortgage payment on September first. Yeah. So really and honestly, you do have a few thousand dollars extra. Not extra, but that you could use. So so you know, people don't really realize that. Um, yeah. but you know, it's it's definitely uh, you know, a lot rents it's great for landlords. But.
1: Yeah, yeah that's right and that's <laughs> where you're seeing these hedge funds coming in i always go off on that tangent about you know i hate these big hedge funds they're you know they're taking government uh, preferential deals and and buying up this inventory and it's hurting it's hurting the people that that we care for about this show especially on yeah. this show you know the the hard-working folks the blue collar even you know yeah. white collar folks uh, as you mentioned the the veterans the the medical the the teachers the fire department the uh, nurses you know those folks they're they're the contractor self-employed i mean these folks are out there working every day sweating and, and making deals happen and and you know doing good for the community putting back in the community then you have these big hedge funds coming in wall street money a a lot of times uh, getting you know preferential deals from the government 0 to .25 they're getting these these lo- loans and you got 10 trillion dollar companies like BlackRock uh, some of these companies coming in and buying up inventory and then making you know buyers uh, or renters rather compete and yep. unfortunately they're jacking up the rents uh, so rent versus own is topical right now, Diane, we can do a rent versus own for them and yeah. show them, you know, we'll do a pre-approval form. We'll give them a rent versus own and it'll break down the numbers for them yeah. and say, mm-hmm. Hey, here's what you were paying in rent versus what you could be paying and buying your own home, owning your own home, uh, building up equity every year, taking advantage of that appreciation, uh, taking advantage of the tax write-offs, and then also owning your home. That that whole that whole mindset that changes that, that emotional connection that you have uh, with your property and your family also has that your kids are going to love it
2: oh yeah so the kids they've actually shown studies that uh you know children that are that live in a home that is you know is there they are they feel more stable and because you know they they aren't they aren't moving you know every couple years because the rent has became outrageous yeah you know i mean so they have more stability. They're happier. It's actually been shown that families do much better when they actually own their own home. That's right. And um, they feel that they feel a sense of accomplishment. Even if you don't have a lot of down payment when you start, you know, eventually that home will appreciate.
1: Yeah. Think about the children, you know, constantly getting uprooted. They're, they're losing their friends in the neighborhood that they would ride bikes with or yep. uh, whatever, you know, the play dates. So, so, yeah, that's a that's a big point uh, to think about. And then uh, we got about 30 seconds left here. Diane, I'm going to kick it back to you. Uh, talk about, you know, how folks can engage with you and, uh, you know, direct them to your site and everything.
2: Yeah. So my website is my name, dianedance.com, and that is my fairway website. And if you go on there and you apply for a mortgage, I will get back to you or my assistant will and we will get you pre-approved or you can call 727 You can text, call, or if you go through the show, I will also get that text. So if you want a rent versus own analysis, I can do that quickly and um you know that way you can see it in writing
1: excellent all right Diane thanks so much appreciate that Thank good you. stuff today homes for heroes down payment assistance programs cash guarantee program 10000 dollars or they'll buy the home a lot of good stuff dianevance.com uh coming back we've got the crypto kid Jackson Shimbakar, in the house uh we're going to talk all about crypto you know how the federal reserve plays into that uh what's the catalyst you know what's driving these dips and rises with crypto we'll be right back here on the consumer quarterback show consumerqb.com.
0: This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show hosted by my friend Brandon Rags. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894 online at consumerqb.com.
1: and we're back. Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer quarterback show powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Always helping you win in your real estate deals when you're buying, selling, or investing. And we like to feature our real estate listings. So we got a hot property listing here uh, in uh, Clearwater. This one's one zero zero nine Woodley Drive. Uh, this is a beautiful home. It's been completely remodeled, renovated on the interior. Uh, gorgeous kitchen uh, with a huge island, and it's a, about uh, fourteen hundred square feet, three bedrooms, two bath at one zero zero nine Woodley Road in Clearwater. Got a chef's kitchen with granite countertops, oversized island, double oven, cathedral ceiling. In the garage, got a new AC. Big backyard for uh, perfect for a pool, and it's close to the sugar sand beaches and dolphin-filled waters of Clearwater Beach. One zero zero nine Woodley Road in Clearwater. One of our hot listings from the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Also 14663 Village Glen Drive in Carrollwood. Uh, this is a beautiful two-bedroom, two-bath property with a pool, outdoor kitchen, and a spa. Uh, fenced in property as well. 14663 Village Glen Drive in Carrollwood, uh, two-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, 1,951 square feet. This is Carrollwood Village, uh, gorgeous and completely renovated uh, outdoor pool and kitchen, covered lanai, outdoor shower, master bath, features a jacuzzi tub, sauna, and tanning bed. You can see all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. The MVP team, .kw.com. sun is shining,
0: the weather is
1: all right, we got our friend Jackson Shimbakar back in studio. Welcome back, sir. Thank you for having me, Brandon. My pleasure. Good to see you. Jackson uh, wrote the book as well, The Crypto Kid. I'm holding it up to the camera if you're watching our TV show version of the program on Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, maybe YouTube or Facebook. Uh, you can see his book there as well as online. Uh, but uh, I wanted to ask you, there's a lot of stuff going on in the crypto world, man. Absolutely. It's, it seems kind of interesting. So we were kind of talking a little previous, uh, you know, what? so what's the catalyst when you're, when you're looking, trying to indicate or trying to figure out... You know, hey, where's this going? Crypto going up or down today or this week? Uh, what are some
3: of the key indicators? For sure. I kind of approach that question from a macro standpoint. You have to think about all the big companies involved in cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. What are they doing and why are they doing it? Mm. So you think about some of these big bulls like MicroStrategy and Tesla and, and these big, big companies, Square, that are purchasing Bitcoin in large quantities. These guys' views are not really going to change. So then you have to take a step back and say, well, what are the retail investors doing? And one of the big indicators I use, actually, and it's a very simple one, it's not an actual fundamental indicator, it's when, am I, when are more and more people my age, older than me, people that are not in crypto, when are they approaching me and asking me questions? Because typically, when they're approaching me and asking me questions, the price is high, the price, price is up. trending. Yes. That's typically your time to sell. And when nobody's calling me, when nobody's asking me, when the only people that are calling me are about worrying, that's typically the time to buy, right? Right. Because those are the overall trends there. That's right. So I think that that's a great perspective on how to really analyze the market to see where is the energy really going, right? Yeah. People talk about RSI all the time. It's called Relative Strength Index. And you can look at that on different time frames, five minutes, 15 minutes, an hour a day. And then there's big macro investors that that look at it on the day, seven day and, and full month chart, right? And a big, big gauge, I think, is just the amount of interest in the supply. Right. Right. It's all based on supply and demand. And so that's why people often look at Google trends. How many people want to learn about a given topic at a given time? Mm. So I think it's a great way to approach it to see where is the hype per se right. really at? Is it about Bitcoin right now? Is it about the altcoins? Is it about different networks? And why? Right. Why? Why is that there?
1: Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, where's the where's the attention going? Where's the focus going? Where the focus goes the energy
3: flows. So you mentioned RSI. Yes. What, what is that again? Relative Strength Index. Relative Strength Index. Yes. It's okay. one of the big key trading indicators that a lot of different traders use. So when you're when you're trading, typically if you're doing technical analysis, you will use a skew, a, a whole skew of different indicators. Mm-hmm. Now, I warn people in technical analysis all the time because over 90% of traders lose money for the most part unless you're going to be doing this full-time and when I mean full-time I mean that means a full trading day on top of getting up at 5 6 7 a.m. And putting in your research, reading the Financial Times, reading the Wall Street Journal, reading Coin right. Telegraph if you're in crypto, you have to be on it, right? Think about all the big hedge fund managers that are wildly successful, right? Take away the fact that they have enormous capitals where they get to control, almost control the market, right? And you take away the morality of that, what are they doing? They're putting in 10 times the effort of your normal retail investor. Mm. And I think that's a big key point in that, that you not only are you using... RSI are using every indicator in there, right? They're yeah. looking at Bollinger Bands and saying, where is the volatility? Why is it closing down now? And why is it opening at different points? Right. And when you're actually able to know that and utilize all the different indicators, that's where that real strength and trading is going to come in. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. We're talking with Jackson Shimbakar
1: here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. Uh, he's a, a crypto expert, wrote the book called The Crypto Kid. And uh, you had we had mentioned earlier the uh, Shitoshi Milkshake Experiment. Tell me about that.
3: You got it, Yeah. The Satoshi Milkshake experiment, I I think it was a very, very interesting experiment, happened just recently. And what happened is basically this guy that that knows a decent amount about crypto was hired to come in and talk to a class of kids about cryptocurrency. What is it? Why is it important? Just your basic kind of teach-in lesson, right? And it was very interesting, I thought, because in this new age, I mean, this thing is just 12 years old. It's a new technology that most adults don't even understand and they were teaching it to kids. I thought that was fascinating. Where was this at? Uh, it was in America, but I, I couldn't tell you the state. Okay. But I, I think uh, he did very very well with it. And so what what happened was, and these are six year old kids. This is a first okay, grade. Six classroom. year old, yeah, okay, six year old. Grade. This is not high school, literally. Okay. So he's coming in, he's telling these kids about Bitcoin, kind of gauging the classroom on on who knows what, right? So most of the kids have never heard of it. Some of them have, and, and out of the whole class, one kid actually knew that there was a twenty one million hard cap. Wow. So you could extrapolate maybe his parents are into it a little bit. He's heard the talk in the home, right? It's funny. Um, but I thought it was very cool. And what the what the instructor did was he did a, ran a little in- experiment. He gave every single kid a little Bitcoin card with $6 worth of Bitcoin on it. And there's more to this. And, and the reason that that's important is because people are often like, well, wait, Bitcoin card, right? $6 on the card. How does that work? You need a wallet with signatures. How, how does that work? And the reason that works is because it was on the Lightning Network, which I thought was, again, very interesting. He's utilizing the Lightning Network. Okay. And the Lightning Network on the Bitcoin blockchain is an off-chain network. It's used for efficient, fast, and uh, low-fee transactions. Okay. And I think that's very, also very cool because it defeats the Bitcoin scalability issue. And that's a big issue that people have been talking about that as more and more transactions build up, how as we, a society, how mm-hmm. are we going to adopt that on a, on a large scale? Mm-hmm. And it proposes a very big question, right? Visa handles hundreds of millions of transactions every day, yeah. right? How does Bitcoin compete with that? Because right. we can't handle hundreds of million transactions a day. But what we can do is when you're at Chipotle and you order your $9 bowl, right, yep. you can use the Lightning Network to pay for it. Ah. Rather than waiting for something that takes six confirmations on the Bitcoin blockchain, high fees, right? It's rather inefficient. And I've said this all the time, that while I do think Bitcoin as a technology is very proprietary and it has a lot of use cases, it is obsolete, no doubt. It really is obsolete. And so what this network does is it it transforms that obsolescence into something that can actually be utilized today. Mm. Now, it's still very small, though. I I must stress that because it's used for small transactions, only roughly 4,000 Bitcoin are operating on the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Mm. So that's another interesting thing. but. Back to the experiment, what he found was that these kids, it's a class of just 27 kids, and five kids spent their Bitcoin on milkshakes, huh. right? They spent their $6 on the milkshake, and the other 22 held it. Okay, And that was a big concept because it's the HODL theory, right? Hold on for deal life. Let's just hold it, yeah. and let's say, hopefully, that this $6, right now we're in a bear market, hopefully the $6 is $12 later, right? But that was very fascinating because you compare that to the Stanford marshmallow experiment, mm-hmm. and let's go back a little bit, out in, in California... This was years and years and years ago, a very, very popular experiment. I think it went viral at the time. What they did was a, a researcher came in the room, and again, same same sample size, same same type of people. He gave marshmallows to the five year olds and said, This is what we want to do. Here's a marshmallow. I'm going to leave the room for a bit. And when I get back, you're going to get a second marshmallow. But if, if you eat them, if, the, you, didn't eat it, if yeah. you didn't eat the marshmallow. Got it. But if you eat the marshmallow, then you can't get a second marshmallow. Yeah. So the whole test is delayed gratification, right? <laughs> and the majority of the kids ate the marshmallow, right? <laughs> and th- there was different subset of kids where there's some group of kids where the second the researcher leaves, they eat the marshmallow right away. Right. Then you have some where they really tried to resist the urge, but then five minutes later they gave in. Mm-hmm. And then you have the third group where they completed the task, 15 minutes later they get two marshmallows and they ate both the marshmallows. And they tracked those kids' learning behavior over more than 20 years, which was wow. very interesting. 20 years. And they study. found that one of the – I think it was actually 40 years, but I'm going I'm to stay safe with the over 20. Okay. Um, and what they found was that delayed gratification was one of the top indicators yeah. for future success in the business world. Yeah. I found that very interesting. And going back to the lightning experiment now with, with the milkshakes, it showed how these kids viewed it as delayed gratification. Because all of the kids wanted a milkshake, right? But some kids said – that, hold on, I'm just going to listen and, and hold on to this card and hope that I can get two milkshakes in six months, three yeah. months, one month, whenever that mm. time frame is. And that time is very interesting because there's so many kids, they just want their milkshakes, right? But they were able to hold on to that and utilize the network and, and hopefully have that mindset yeah. of something that something can grow in technology.
1: Wow. Yeah, you know, that, that reminds me also that the the uh, marshmallow experiment with the five-year-old kids, the 20-year study, uh, it reminds me of another study that I, I heard about in a uh, book it was called, it was Dr. Edward Banfield from Harvard. He he conducted a a 40 or 50 year study and he he wanted to know what, what was the key uh, indicator for people being successful versus some that don't. And, and, and after this, this long-term study, he found that the the number one key indicator for people that uh, were more successful, moved up that socioeconomic ladder was long time perspective. Absolutely. Very similar. It's funny. You know, so the more, the, the more that we look into the future and then kind of future pace and then come back and say, okay, what do I need to do to hit this mark? Now I'm going to hit that mark, my 10-year goal, my five-year goal. No doubt, for yeah, sure. It's cool. That's interesting.
3: I mean, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think you can tell a lot about a, a person financially, right? Right. Based on the time frame that they look at their investments. Yeah. And investments or lack thereof, right? Right. If they're thinking, how many, how much money am I going to make today versus right. in the week, right, you can kind of see where they're at. If they're focused yep. on just today, probably not doing that well. If they're they're focused on weekly, maybe they have a job, they collect their paycheck at the end of the week. Okay, is it semi-weekly? Is it once a month? Okay. Is it once a year? Right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you really, really expand that thought process, the people that really care about their earnings on the yearly five-year tenure... That's what ends up being more important.
1: Yeah. And and even Tony Robbins, you know, one of my favorites says that uh, human beings overestimate what they can accomplish in a year, you know, when December 30th rolls around and we start setting those new year's resolutions and we significantly underestimate what we can do in five years. I agree yeah. for sure. The psychology of a human being, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's interesting. And then I was just thinking about the chapter in your book too. We were talking about when it says, Uh, So the qualities you need to become a good investor, number one, patience, two, competency, three, instincts, and then number four, ignore the
3: short term. Yes, Kind of goes hand in hand with that. Absolutely. Yeah, ignore the short term really comes in in there, and and I'm going to tie it in a little bit with everything there, that when you are competent, when you're a competent investor, that, that acknowledges that you're doing the research and you're putting in the time for an investment decision. You're analyzing this company, this business, this product, and saying that, I am going to invest in it because I believe that it is undervalued today. That's all an investment is, right? You're saying that this company is worth X, and I believe that at the moment, it's less than X. That's it. And so if you can ignore the short term on that and say that as long as nothing is fundamentally changed about your investment decision, that means that you're going to be correct in the long term. But you have to have perspective. And right. say that unless something changes about your investment decision, if the CEO steps down and a new worse leadership comes in, right. if something about the coin changes, if something about anything changes, then yeah, that's fine and you can regulation. reevaluate anything like that. Yes. Yep. But if it does not, and you are competent, right? Because you have that that's a big assumption, right? If you're not a competent investor and you don't do sound research, right. then everything goes out the window. Yeah. But with that first assumption, kind of an if-then statement, if you are competent, you yep. can do that, and you and you're confident in your abilities, then I think it unlocks any any door. Where you should stick with your decision and say that X will happen because of YZ, right? Sure. There's, there's always a back, back end on that because the long term is going to come in. It's just, can you get there sooner or later? That's the only question.
1: Makes a lot of sense. All right, coming right back. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, more with Jackson Shimbakar uh, here in studio, uh, author of The Crypto Kid. Reach out to the show if you'd like more information about crypto. 813-917-1894. We'll put you in touch with Jackson and his team. Um, 813-917-1894. Coming right back, more with The Crypto Kid here in studio. Plus, our feel-good story of the day, local activist gives away free gas. Tampa Bay poet and activist spreading his faith. Giving back to the community at the same time. We'll be right back. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
0: Hey, everybody. It's the captain, Matt Bruce, and you're listening to my buddy, Brandon Rhymes, a consumer quarterback. Sell, Brandon, sell. (laughs) To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com.
1: And we're back. Brandon Grimes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, Platinum MVP Team, Keller Williams Realty, hot listing in South Tampa, 4220 West Pearl Avenue in Tampa. This is a $964,000 listing from the Platinum MVP Team, Uh, commercial property on a corner lot in South Tampa at Pearl Avenue. Uh, You've got a 1,200-square-foot building for your office. It's uh, mixed-use, 0.6-acre lot, corner lot location, ample parking. Great opportunity to relocate your business contractor or other type of business. At 4220 West Pearl Avenue. And you can see all of our real estate listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. We've got a Tampa Bay poet and activist spreading his faith and giving back to the community at the same time. George Williams II has been a poet for the past 16 years. He's been spreading his word uh, and his faith through the spoken word. Uh, he says, quote, when I first started doing poetry at 23, I found myself in the nightclubs doing open mics. I would pretty pretty much do poetry in there and share the gospel through poetry methods, uh, end quote, said Williams. And I learned I maybe I can use my poetry as a means to reach the urban culture and places unchurched. So I found my calling. So I found my calling is more for the streets than it is the buildings. Uh, With that in mind, Williams, along with his wife, Whitney, uh, wanted to find ways to give back to the community. For the past year, they've been working on a gas giveaway. And they partnered with a local Wawa. They gave away $1,000 in gas money to help families and uh, also ended up giving away $2,000 of gas. Uh, And and it's amazing to see the stories, he says. He says, uh, You had a mother there, single and with six kids. She was struggling. She broke down just seeing the seniors living on Social Security, living on a fixed income. And there are so many people moved with generosity. Uh, moved with the generosity. Williams believed he created to be a position to help those in need. And there you have it. There's our feel good story of the day. Local activist gives away free gas. All right. Jackson Shimbakar is in the house. He's the author of the Crypto Kid. And we're going to talk about some of the stuff you got going on. you got some NFL connections now uh, with uh, NFL and and some of your crypto.
3: For sure. Yeah. What we've done is we've had a a slew of people from the NFL and the Alumni Association there. So you have Real guys that have won Super Bowls and, and they're retired and they've, they've done extremely, extremely well. And they kind of want to get into this new industry. And they have extensive amounts of data, extensive amounts of, of interesting data where you get to use that and kind of license it and, and kind of market it, right? Because these are players where now that they're out of the league, they're still very well connected to the league. They just don't play on the field, right? right. And so we've reached out to some some friends and we've met I met uh, Najee Good, a, a connection in uh, New York City a couple months ago. And we finally came to agreement an agreement where... During the NFL Hall of Fame Alumni Association week, what we're going to do is on that, the new inductees are going to come in, and we're going to have some, a, a 50-50 rev share split where he is going to license one of my NFTs and use the NFT for mer- for merchandise and for marketing. And it's, cool. it's it's very cool because the NFT is the number one blue chip project. It's the Board API Out Club. I've talked about it on here before. Yeah. And so one of my monkeys that uh, is aesthetically a pleasing a pleasing subjectively, right? They're going to throw the NFL Alumni Association logo on the Ape. And they're going to also have many other spinoffs. So what they're going to have is a player that is loaded up with tattoos. We're going to put tattoos on the monkey, right? And then we'll license it as his version of the Ape. A player that wears funky glasses. We're going to put the funky glasses on the Ape. So we're going to do whatever change we need to make to make it personal. And then we're going to market it such that we can have different products to go with that. Okay. And that's going to be the first step that we're doing. So we're going to put those on footballs and sell the footballs. We're going to put them on T-shirts and sell the T-shirts, right? That's just phase one. Then phase two is we're going to have a derivative project, something off-chain from the Board of Yacht Club, but something that will be, I think, pretty cool because what we'll be able to do is we'll be able to add things to those personal NFTs. So we'll change the NFT and then say, if you buy this NFT, if you mint the NFT, that is, then you get two Super Bowl tickets. Then mm-hmm. you get access to five games. Then you get whatever else you want. What You get maybe a, a signed Bucks jersey by Tom Brady if that's the NFT, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of different ways we can do this. And we finally have to have it done where I can give them exclusive access to the product. The product should hopefully drive sales, being that it's such a popular product. And it brings attention to both me and the NFL Alumni Association. Yeah. And ideally, it'll be lucrative on both sides. And, and that's the deal that we've kind of come to and how we structured it.
1: Yeah. And, and the, each one of those different, uh, you know, for the Bored Ape example, each one of those different styles and looks is it's it's a. In essence, the NFT, trying to relate it for the audience, is a work of art. It's, exactly. it's a one-of-a-kind it. unique work of art.
3: And I think that's the, the one of the coolest things because it goes back to what an NFT is. It's still a digital collectible. Yeah. And so the NFT will be able to hold, be held in someone's wallet forever. Mm. And there still will be a resale value associated with that. So I think it's very cool because people get to participate in that. And we as creators get royalties on the back end as well. So it's yeah. a win-win for everyone. And if you don't want to participate, you don't have to. It's still just consumerism, which I think is very cool.
1: I like it. And then, uh, so we talked about licensing
3: NFTs yes, and then uh, risk of uh, staking. Yeah, so to, to jump into staking, uh, it's, a big, it's been a big topic for a while, right? And so what staking is, is it's just the, consu- the, uh, the mechanism behind proof of stake. And so the big two mechanisms that people talk about in cryptocurrency are proof of work and proof of stake. So proof of work is how miners bring new, let's let's use Bitcoin as the example, new Bitcoin into the ecosystem, right? And the hard cap is 21 million. We're just over 19 million at the moment. So we've got less than 2 million left of new Bitcoin that will come into the ecosystem over the next 100 plus years. The last Bitcoin to be mined will be in 2140. So that proof of work mechanism, while it's very, very useful and it's not necessarily efficient, it wastes a lot of computational power. Now, I would still be on the argument side where the computational power is benefiting society as a large, and, and that even though we're expending it, it's, it's done for a good use. But the other argument is that we should switch to proof of stake, which is far more efficient. And the reason is because it's done by validators who lock up their Ethereum and then validate transactions on the blockchain. And the idea is that if you go against it, you simply lose your escrow. And the whole thing in cryptocurrency is that everything has to be financially incentivized, because if it's not, right. the integrity of the network will be compromised, right. no matter what, right? Who doesn't want to make money, right? Yeah. And Why so, would you do it if not? Exactly. And so miners are incentivized by spending their power, which they have to pay for in electricity, for new minted Bitcoin, right? right. And that's the trade-off there. The trade-off here is that you get to stake and you get rewards on top of those staking pools, hmm. which is very, very big, right? So what has happened is that a lot of people stake their Ethereum, Right. And now there is a minimum staking requirement. So we're talking about a significant amount of Ethereum here. And we're talking about retail investors as well. People that bought the GPUs, they set it up, they're tech-savvy people. And what has happened in this crash is that a lot of people found that they were over-leveraged. It's a, it's a common theme in crypto mm-hmm. because the volatility is so big. People always say don't invest, but you're not willing to lose. But a lot of people still do it anyway, right? And what we've found is that in the last six months, stakers have lost 36%, 35.6% more than ordinary Ethereum investors. Hmm. which is an enormous amount, right? It's just been absolutely brutal to the staking community. Wow. But the issue is that you can't liquidate positions and, and not that I, I would advise to do that anyway at this point because right now I think it's a big buying opportunity. Right. But the big problem is that the Ethereum is locked up. And so okay. people have, have done this over the long term, right? Because the idea is stake it, build rewards on it, and we can choose to unlock four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years down the road, right? Okay. But what's happened is that in the short term now, this crash is unanticipated by a lot of people. At least the severity of it, right? Where Ethereum's 2K and below, where we were at 5K less than mm-hmm. a year ago, right? Right. That, that severity is just not so something over that... So 50% Yes, down. for sure. Way, yeah, way more than 50%. It's become a rewind of what happened in 2018. Okay. And 2018 was 80%, right? Wow. And so we're approaching those numbers where this is just the repeat, right? Mm-hmm. This is the crash of 2022. It's going to last probably through, I would say, through 2023. However, I do think we'll have a recovery in Q3 and Q4. But it's not... We're at least what we're looking like, right? For If, if, you, if historical sector rotation patterns repeat, mm-hmm. it's looking like a, a strong bull recovery won't happen until 2024, 2025. And that, that goes along with the having date in 2024 and the subsequent six to 18 months afterwards.
1: We got to start wrapping here, but tell us how people can get
3: in touch with you, your websites, your Instagram. For sure, yeah. The website is thecryptokid.com and you can always reach out to me personally on Instagram. I read all the DMs. It's Jackson Shembakar, last name S-H-E-M-B-E-K-A-R jackson shimbakar the crypto
1: kid you got com, it Brandon. the crypto kid hey good stuff man that's a that's a really cool analysis you know i would, honestly i probably picked up about 80 percent of that yeah, yeah no <laughs> but, worries but but uh yeah so hey you got to reach out to jackson if you're interested in, in crypto uh, a lot of good stuff to learn it's an emerging market or you know it's a it's a market that you should learn more about uh and also thanks to diane vance fi- uh, fairway independent mortgage homes for heroes down payment assistance programs and more and uh, we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness do something kind for one another, and be a force for good in the community. We'll see you next time. Check out ConsumerQB.com. You've been
0: listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rimes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.